Hello, and welcome to Ion Princeton. This podcast is dedicated to informing city residents like you about the happenings here in Princeton, Texas. Each episode will help you find the things you need to know. Right now, we'll hand things off to your host and Princeton resident, Mitchell Chase. Greg Price, thank you very much for that. Ugh. Nice introduction there. And this is I on Princeton. And with us, uh, once again, one of the favorites on the show is Fire Department Chief Harvey from the city of Princeton. Chief, welcome. It is a pleasure to have you back on the show. Well, thank you, Mitchell. It's a pleasure to be back. And thank you for mentioning me as one of the favorites. <laughs> well, you've been with me since the beginning and it's over a year now and it's very exciting and away we go and, and thank you for that. There's a registry and it's called STEER. I'll start with that and then hand it over to you and take it away. Would you explain the program and the origin of it? Sure. The State Texas Emergency Assistance Registry, S-T-E-A-R, is a program that was initially designed following some severe hurricanes down on the Texas coast where cities had to evacuate. And they found during the evacuations and even in the aftermath of the hurricanes that there was a lot of people that were unable to assist themselves or reach out for help. So they created this program, which is voluntary, where individuals can go in and register themselves with this program. And uh, the registration, I believe, has to be updated annually. But it allows individuals to put their names in there in the location where they live. And if there's any specific information related to their needs, that can also be added. For instance, maybe a language barrier or transportation issue, ambulatory or not ambulatory, certain things that would have to be taken into consideration, local authorities, this instance, our fire department, to identify individuals that might need help, uh, similar to the circumstances we had with the latest ice storm and potentially tornadoes in our area, where there could be something that creates some mass devastation or an extended power outage where you know, commerce and utilities are not available. And that way we can go into this register, we can get out there, we can check on these individuals at their addresses or give them a call, whatever it takes to make sure that their needs are met and they're being taken care of. Someone who's listening now, let's say they deal with diabetes. That would be a good reason to register and and let you know about it in case of, like you were saying, an emergency, you could check on that person or if they have a heart condition. It looks like it could be wide open. Exactly. You can be medically fragile. You could just require general medical assistance. It could be assistance with oxygen. It could be uh, a, a myriad of different circumstances which would require special help for you in the event of an emergency. This register allows us to identify those individuals, and that way we can get out there and make sure they're being taken care of. And this is something that that we ran into during the uh, late ice storm where we didn't have a big list built. Our list was based on what we had in the CAD system with dispatch and what we learned uh, from maybe people calling in, checking on their loved ones 
on a third-party call without contact or knowing about specific patients within our community just based on us having ran on them through 911 calls. This gives us a bigger, better tool to do that with. So that somebody doesn't have the false sense of security. Take the ice storm that that we had and which you just mentioned. When there's a, it could be a natural disaster. So you have this ice storm. You have all the problems associated with it. And the fire department responds in, in a certain way. I guess what I'm asking is that if someone's registered, don't count on immediate response. Am I right? Because you have to deal with whatever's happening at the time. Yes. That's something to remember is that, you know, local emergency responders, we can have other responsibilities, especially in the early phases of an emergency. So it doesn't guarantee they'll receive our service. But if we operate correctly and we open up our emergency operations center, we will have support staff, which will be starting this effort already. And we will beef up our resources to be able to not only handle the immediate emergency, but handle the emergencies that are going to have to be considered from a long-term basis. A disaster, whatever emergency takes place, something that's catastrophic, if someone, even though they're registered, they may have an immediate need or whatever, then then call 911, use that process. Or, of course, in the city of Princeton, you can be connected and receive emergency alerts. Yes. But the main thing is don't count on, yes, you're in the registry and yes, you'll be checked on, but it, it may not be immediate because there are other, there are other um, more, what do you say? Pressing issues. Pressing issues. That's, that's from, thank you. That's why you're favorite on the show, chief, because <laughs> we look out for each other, but that's yeah. all. I just wanted to, to make sure that uh, we all understand that. And that's exactly right. And, you know, just like you said, we always fall back on an, an immediate emergency need to 911. And then beyond that, you know, we have other systems in place. For instance, the Steers program, Meals on Wheels, maintains a list of, of their customers who would be in need. Uh, the uh, local medical a uh, contracted company for the county also has a list of individuals that may be special needs. And between all those organizations coordinating with one another, we're going to try to do our best to make sure we take care of these individuals. Now, as you indicated, you know, sometimes power may just go out for a few hours or it may go out for eight hours. But there's a window there that we're going to look at as to how long individuals might be able to self-sustain over a period of time. For instance, if they lose electricity, you know, a couple blankets and, um, you know, being able to uh, at least have running water and the ability to eat something and stay reasonably warm might get them through a short period of time. And we wouldn't necessarily need to activate, you know, getting a whole program together under the steers to start getting out there in the streets and checking on all the occupants. It's, it's all based on the circumstances. So once again, then uh, chief Harvey, the way to register, would you just walk us through that again? Sure. 
Uh, one way you can register is online. You go to the state of Texas Department of Emergency Management, and they have a STEERS link there, um, or State of Texas Emergency Assistance Registry under that link. It's, it's found under TDEM. You can actually uh, dial 211 and be connected that way through the referral network. Um, and the nursing homes in the area, for those that have uh, families in nursing homes that might have some concern for their loved ones and may not live local, these programs are also set up through the nursing homes where they actually keep a registry for their residents. And it simply requires a name, address, phone number, and their primary language they use. Those are the minimum requirements to register. Beyond that, there's additional questions that they can answer or they don't have to answer. But the more information they give specific to their needs, the better off we're going to be able to serve them because we would know what we might be going out there for. You know, whether it's for lift assistance or medication or oxygen, instead of not understanding why we're going because we just have a minimal amount of information. If you know that person A needs oxygen and person B is on insulin and person C is on, uh, uh, you know, they have a, a, they're paralyzed. But, you know, this way, if you know, you have an idea of what to bring with you. And we can triage those individuals by looking and see where those special needs are, who might be more at risk under those circumstances and target the high risk individuals first and then work on down the list to the low risk. As far as confidentiality, you would continue to respect HIPAA laws and rules, correct? Yes. Normally the fire department is under the HIPAA laws and rulings and we honor that and as part of an entity that has access to the steers program we have the obligation to maintain that so uh we only have technically i believe two people in our organization that even have access to that list to begin with it's not a, a list that has been distributed it's not a printed list we rely on that list to be online so that the privacy is maintained until the time that we need it. Well, Chief Harvey, I just want to thank you so much for taking time and, and explaining the uh, steer registry. And you know what's great about this show is that if someone missed any of the information, no worries. Just rewind and play again. You'll exactly. Be, <laughs> you'll be able to catch it. Chief Harvey, you are a favorite on the show, and just to have a, a, a wonderful Thanksgiving and and a, and and a Merry Christmas. You too, Mitchell. And uh, just a reminder for everybody: be safe out there cooking over the holidays with your decorations and candles. Turn your pot handles away from the edge of the stove, and be careful frying those turkeys. <laughs> you know, if it's okay with you, Chief, what I'm going to do is. Uh, we did a show on, uh, we did a couple shows on, on holiday safety. I'm going to um, bring those out, freshen them up again, and, and run them. Does that sound all right? That's perfectly fine. We'd appreciate it very much. And, you know, I'll, I'll make you sound good. You'll sound good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Give me that Elvis voice. Uh, that'll work. You got it. Uh, chief Tom Harvey, the fire chief for the uh, city of Princeton Fire Department. Thank you again. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to Eye on Princeton. 
a podcast focused on the happenings in Princeton, Texas. We always welcome your feedback, ideas, suggestions, comments, or questions by email to mitchellchase at mitchellmchase.com. Until next time, blessings to you and yours. Eye on Princeton is produced by Chase Productions. Copyright 2022.